Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage, co-hosted by Katie Zutter and India Marie Paul. For our fourth season, we take a deep dive into the leading ladies of the Golden Age musicals and discuss just how well these Hollywood and Broadway characters have aged. This episode, we travel back to 1920s Hollywood and follow actress Kathy, who finds her lucky star in the American classic, Singing in the Rain. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Damsels of Dialogue. <laughs> we are happy to have you. Yes. After yes. what a rowdy episode last time. <laughs> it was like a rowdy episode. I think it fit. It was lovely. It was um, great. This this episode is about a musical that mm-hmm. has been voted by yes. American Film Institute in 26, 2006. They came out with this list, and it was the best musical of all time. Hmm. So the movie musical, right? The movie musical, the movie yeah. best movie musical of all time in American film history. That's the technical list, and it did it did make some like big American film headway. So it yes. does in in some ways that makes a a ton of sense. Yep, big name actors yes. in it. In this podcast, we talk about women. Yes. In fiction film on the stage. So I keep uh can't say words because I'm a little disappointed with how well beloved the show is yeah. to this one female character. And yes, yeah. you heard me right, one female character that we will yeah. be yeah. talking about today. But that does not yeah. discredit its everything that's done to deserve that title. It's just well, a that's, disappointing on our end. That's <laughs> a, yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about what what about the creation of it made it work so well and why I yeah, think it's become yeah. a standard and like what things it did. But as far as like progression for female development of characters, I would say it was par for the years it was released. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a bummer because some of the musicals we've talked about have been pushing forward yeah. some more, yeah. you know, and some were so far up, like ahead of their times, yeah. especially in the movie musical genre, because we have had a pretty solid mix of, you know, shows that start off with, as musicals and shows mm-hmm. that start off as movies. Yeah. So when comparing this to Gentlemen for Blondes, it yeah. is quite different. It is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Feminine showcase, if yeah. you will. Yeah. It it's a cla- like I grew up watching it, so it's very nostalgic for me. So oh, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure <laughs> it's, it's like a lot of people's faves yeah. who can't sing at least a song from that. Oh yeah. You know, like everyone's seen it. Well <laughs> most have done it, I would argue. Yeah. Well, like there is a reason why everyone knows the songs, even at that time. So this musical was birthed from MGM and Arthur Freed was a lyricist and score scored talkies with uh, Nacio Herb Brown. Like that was a little duo that did a lot of writing for talkie movies in the 1920s. So their song Singing in the Rain appeared in the Hollywood Review of 1929. That was the first time it's appeared in cinema in the so 19th. this is very like white Christmassy. Yes, it's it like, is. It's like it that is. genre where we yes. we love the music and then we build a show. Yes, well, exactly. So it was in mm-hmm. nineteen in the nineteen forties. Arthur Freed headed his own unit. It was like the Freed unit at MGM. So he went from lyricist score talkies, had his own unit at MGM, and he decided he wanted a movie musical made from his backlog of music. Oh my gosh! So he literally went. I want to use all of my songs and make up a story. So, <laughs> so that's what happened. Only two songs were actually written for the movie itself that hadn't existed. Mm. And it was Moses Supposes and Make Him Laugh, which we will talk about more in the after hours because Make Him Laugh has a whole thing. It's fine. Uh, it's, fine. it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> 
But there was a woman involved in the screenplay. Ooh, amazing. So Betty uh, Comden and Adolph Green were hired to write the screenplay. Now, they had done um, On the Town together in 1944. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, she was a female lyricist, playwright, and screenwriter. She did things on Broadway. She started doing stuff in Hollywood. And the pair realized that the backlog of songs felt very, very much of the era of 1920s. So they decided not to fight against it and set the show in the hmm. 1920s. One of them was quoting, it occurred to us that rather than try to use them in a sophisticated contemporary in a sophisticated contemporary oh, story, <laughs> they would bloom at their happiest in something that took place in the very period in which they had been written. Which I thought was makes a sense. really smart move. Sense. They didn't yeah. have to fight against style. Like they just like, we're gonna put it in the 20s. And any I feel like it like, helps things age yes. too. If you don't try to make it modern, if you try yeah. to put it back even a decade, yeah. then it's not weirdly outdated technology. Like you're already yep. making it. Exactly. Vintage, if that makes sense. It be, yeah. It became like a historical piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I thought, it was, thought was really smart of them to do that. Uh, they had, I mean, they had to create the entire plot. All they had was a catalog of songs. And luckily they were composers themselves and writers themselves. So they understood how to use the music in a narrative way um, yeah. rather than just focusing on story, which I think is what also benefited. Like the, the songs did really inform the narrative of the story. Some of them are just like songs that that are placed oh, in Oh for sure. Some some of them are silly songs that we're dancing to because we yeah. love to dance. Like yeah. I get that. But it, yeah, there are a couple that are yeah, that feel like they used it, mm -hmm. you know. One of the screenwriters had bought a house in Hollywood from a former silent film star who lost his wealth with the innovation of sound film <laughs> killing his like sound and film killing his career. So that was part of the inspiration for the film itself was hmm. the fact like what why I think it's such an interesting piece too, and why it's lasted. It it, it does talk about a historical part of Hollywood. Yeah, it's, it's an it's a real life event that happened. Yeah, and a um, lot of the characters yeah. were based on actual people that existed. Um, I can go through some was of those. The woman? In Kathy was not. So like the main character, of course, of yeah. course, who we want to talk about, yeah, is not. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I think the Silly only women. the only one who like really had a true name was Zelda, in it. Uh, and she was based on Zelda Sanders or the Zip Girl. I think it's like she's in quotes or whatever. Is based on Clara Bow, who was the It Girl of the time. Oh, okay. So they they like that was the only character that slightly had a moment in the film <laughs> that was based on someone. <laughs> also, Zelda was played by Rita Moreno. Oh, nice. So before West Side Story, you know, get that. We've had so many people like mm -hmm. West Side Story. Is truly the amalgamation of everything we've talked about. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, it, I'm so. very excited. Can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> yes. Not now, but later. We yes, can't wait to now. Later, it. later. <laughs> um, but this film was released in 1957. Um, Makes sense to me. <laughs> sounds good. Good. <laughs> Checks out. Um, but the main characters were their creation. I will say, Donald O'Connor was a little inspired by Arthur Freed himself, who did play for the underscoring of things at rehearsals and. Uh, did a lot of that work that Donald O'Connor's character Cosmo does in the movie itself. This was a movie first, and there has been an attempt at theatricalizing it, uh, which we will talk about once we get through the movie. Not that successful of a switch for reasons that we will discuss too. That's another one that I think a ton of schools do. Oh, that's cool. Schools, schools do. I've I've seen multiple, and I've choreographed for a few. Nice. Like high schools and colleges do that yeah. a lot. What's but a truly you, Right. But you don't see – there's no like br like massive <laughs> yeah. 
big professional tour is not doing it like yeah yeah (laughs) so it started off as a musical built for the catalog so you have all them working on it and then gene kelly started being interested in don lockwood as a character so it turned into a dance extravaganza (sighs) Of course, because he was in it. It's not even like the character. That's just you're being generous. That was just because Gene Kelly was in it. Yeah, 100 percent. It's like, what if I told you what I wanted to do? Thank you. (laughs) And he would not only star, but he went on to co-direct and choreograph it as well. Unsurprised. So he pushed it even further away from the singing music element where it started and it became very focused on dance. Of course. So before I talk about Kathy, I'll talk about the shallower character. Of it, because Lena Lamont, wh- who I love, but it's very shallow <laughs> character, um, was written for the actress Judy Holiday. It ultimately went to Judy Holiday's frequent understudy, Gene Hagen, for scheduling reasons, I think. Gene Hagen didn't base Lena's voice on any actual silent film stars. Some people like have rumored that she based it on anything, but her entire performance... Um, the squeaky, like raspy, sunny side queens, like slight accent, all that yeah. body language was based on characters that Judy Holiday often portrayed, like characters in uh, Born Yesterday. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she caricaturized characters that were caricatured. <laughs> like, so she like just fully went into what people characterize her usual portrayal as, which I thought was an interesting that she interesting. wasn't. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what she contributed to. And now if you play Lena Lamont, you ha- like you you can't do that role without it being somewhat close-ish. Like you still have to have a horrid sounding voice. <laughs> like so like no matter what you do, if you play Lena Lamont, you have to do something. Um and she definitely feels very almost Adelaide-ish and usually how she's portrayed in that like higher more yeah, she has sound. zero character terror though oh yeah no and 100 i would argue because we've just talked about like yeah. a bunch of she's super funny she's super funny oh, yes yeah, it's yeah. still like a ridiculous role to play mm-hmm. but from everybody that we've talked about like even comparing it to the last episode mm-hmm. where they were silly kind of ridiculous characters that had at least layers to them she really doesn't have anything. No, she, she is just a flat, this is what you are, period. She's a comedy moment, and she's a plot point for comedy. Yeah, and that's, and that's it. it. She that's has it. nothing else, which yeah. is kind of a bummer. Yeah, it is. It is, because we, we've talked about Adelaide, who could have fallen into that category, but had so yeah. much more depth to her. So we know it can happen. But yeah, so Rita Moreno played Zelda, and she actually had a song at one point that got like cut from the, hmm. the movie. Um, I don't think it fully got into fruition, but they were talking about doing it. I guess how would you sing it if you'd have to like purposely do it super, super bad? Yeah. yeah. Maybe they couldn't like make it. I wonder. Well, that, it might, I don't know. Zelda, Zelda is Lena's friend. Oh, who, right. But Excuse Lena me. gets a song in the musical. Yes, she does. Which is quite oh my funny. Gosh. It's ridiculous, but it is quite funny. But uh, okay. So Kathy Selden. Yes. Our, our girl, Kathy. Um, Judy Garland, June Allison, and Ann Miller were considered for Kathy, but they were all considered too old. And I air quoted that for all of our podcast listeners. I hate <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so Jane Powell was considered for uh, a little moment, but then 19-year-old. Jane Powell, what a tap right, dancer. Right. <laughs> but 19-year-old Debbie Reynolds ended up being cast. Like, she wasn't brand new to Hollywood. She'd done a couple films, oh. so this wasn't like her breakthrough necessarily was just a wonderful human being yes she is a great human being which makes it so much worse that she went through so much in this like arguably one of her biggest 
Mm-hmm. Like not that she was she like you just said, she's not super, super new, but she's not this like, is what she's known monster. for. Yeah. Like, like this <laughs> is yeah, this is what she is known for even like when she re- you know recently passed. Like right. people know her as that Halloween town. Oh, yeah, that in Halloween. <laughs> is that are we really? <laughs> I love that so At much. At least in my generation. She is great. She is Halloween great town. in that movie too. She's great in everything she does. And of course of the mother of the mother of Leia. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, let's yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but she was discovered at a beauty pageant and was a gymnast. Wow. Get with it, no dance experience. No dance that is at all. shocking to hear because she is so in control of her body. Mm-hmm. And especially Gene Kelly is, he, I mean, he's a dancer dancer. Yes. You, that, that cannot be argued. Yeah. So to be able to stand next to him, and he's very good at being like, mm, pretend that you're in the background and I will yeah. costume you. So you do not, yeah. you blend in. And yep. so for her to like stand at least with him is shocking mm-hmm. that yep. she doesn't have any dance training. Yeah. Like had, it, none. Girl. <laughs> had none. Gene Kelly was kind of mad wow. that she was cast. For there's sure. Lots of, there's I, lots yeah. of rumors about like what he said, what he did when he found like there's lots of that. Honestly, of that makes sense from his point of view, because yeah. if it's a big dancer show yeah. like yeah. and he doesn't know this person who can't dance like what the heck. Yeah, exactly. Man. And But he decided he was going to teach her to dance exactly like he taught Frank Sinatra how to dance for Anchors Away. Oh, no. Which no, Frank Sinatra should never dance. <laughs> no. Just put that out there. Debbie Reynolds is quoted as saying the two hardest things I ever did in my life are childbirth. And singing in the rain. <laughs> oh, God. So let's oh, talk a little bit about what, what happened to our poor Kathy in the development of this show. Debbie Reynolds was 19, living with her parents still. And so she commuted to the set. She had to wake up at 4 a.m. and Jeez. ride three different buses to the studio. And sometimes to avoid the commute, she just slept on the set. So this is what this girl was doing. Heaven forbid <laughs> they get her a taxi. Right. Or like a mm-hmm. trailer. Well, she's not Gene Kelly. <laughs> So, so, yeah, so that's fun. Blech. Gene Kelly was absolutely ruthless to Reynolds because she couldn't keep up with the challenging choreography because he didn't dumb down his choreography. Of course for not. Someone. Like she had to dance next to one of the greatest dancers of the golden age. Yes. Constantly. Man. So there's a couple like stories about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she actually, says politely. Yeah, there's actually there's an entire musical that was written called What a Glorious Feeling about the creation of Get Singing in the Rain. Out of here. When was that made? I'm not sure when it was written. I have to look it up, but I saw it. I, I witnessed <gasps> it at a regional theater and I just went... What happened to singing in the rain? Like it was so like so there like it was enough drama that someone wrote a musical about the making of singing in the rain. Yeah, um, and Wild. about how ruthless that was. So some of those stories include: after fourteen hours, fourteen hours of filming, Good Morning, Reynolds' Disgusting. feet were bleeding, and she had to be carried to the dressing room. Ew. So, Kelly was known to be cruel to Reynolds uh, and constantly criticizing her dancing. Debbie Reynolds wrote that Kelly was a perfectionist and a disciplinarian, but was also the most exciting director I've ever worked for. So this girl gets put through the ringer and it still has nothing but kind of nice things to say about Gene Kelly. Saint. Um, My gosh. She, uh, she further goes on, I think it was in an autobiography she wrote this, but that she learned a lot from Gene Kelly and he, was a, he has a good temper. Ever so often he would yell at me and make me cry. But it took a lot of patience for him to work with someone who had never danced before. It's amazing that I could keep up with him and Donald O'Connor. I wonder if, 
I can't tell because it's hard. It's hard to know from reading things the mm-hmm. the flavor, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I can't tell if this is a truly he was trying but frustrated that this you know oh, yeah. massive show that he is now decided to kind like semi head yeah. that's this big dancer thing and they had the audacity to not only cast somebody who's so far below everybody else in the cast but also someone who can't dance and they yep. know it's supposed to be a dance TV show yeah. and that was him doing his best not to take it out on her but still getting yeah. frustrated you know yeah. I don't know if it's like that was part of it or if mm-hmm. she's being nice because it's Gene Kelly yeah. or if it's like and he was like well trash or it's a flavor of both like yeah i think you know i think it's a mixture of a lot because kelly (laughs) kelly has admitted that he was ill-mannered on set yes he he has different occasions has he like on different sets as well yeah he has admitted that like he He, knows that he has a big head yeah he he flat out (laughs) he's quoted as saying i wasn't nice to debbie it's a wonder she still speaks to me okay okay so maybe that's it that like helped her see yeah. Yeah. maybe through some of his frustration that yeah. maybe it's not all at her. Yeah. And he did at one point compliment her during like okay. he's quoted he's quoted saying, Fortunately, Debbie was strong as an ox. Also, she was a great copyist and she could pick up the most complicated routine without too much difficulty at the University of Hard Work and Pain. So he comp like he ended up complimenting her. Should she be an ox? No. No. Are we glad that she is? No. Yes. My yeah. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Donald O'Connor and Debbie Reynolds admitted they did not enjoy working with Gene Kelly um, since he was verbally belittling and, and a tyrant. But O'Connor said that for the first several weeks, he was terrified of O'Connor. Donald O'Connor, who is, you know, his own star in his own right by this point. Uh, said that for the first several weeks, he was terrified of making a mistake and being yelled at by Kelly. Yikes. And that uh, it's been admitted that Gene Kelly would use Donald O'Connor as his whipping boy on set when he was frustrated with Debbie so he wouldn't always yell at her. Yikes. So So that makes perfect sense then that he would take out so much of his frustration on her when it's not her fault. Well, yeah. I mean, she was put in that position. It was a horrible position for her to be put in. Like, they didn't train her to do it. She was cast. And then, I mean, like, the pressure of getting things right and ready is insane. Did he handle it well? No. No. Absolutely not. Is that excusable? <laughs> like, it's inexcusable to make someone cry who's doing the best they can and who emits yes. is doing the best she can. Yeah. Like, um, but Reynolds found an unlikely savior in Fred Astaire, who found her crying under a piano one day in the studio oh. lot. <laughs> So under a piano, (laughs) he found her crying under a piano and he let. Okay, so Fred Astaire was notoriously closed doored when he rehearsed. Yeah. He let her watch him rehearse. Really? And he actually she she said that he let me sit there by the door and watch him die creating his steps. He was just sweating, turning red in the face. And after about an hour, he looked over and he said, that's enough. You see how hard it is. It never gets easier. And he oh, like would he help really give her. sweet, actually. Yeah, it's like it's so he found because he was under- one of the big dancers at the time, too. Very yeah. different styles of dance. I no, but argue, he was but like, like the king of tap. Yeah. Like he was the king of tap. And so he found this 19-year-old actress crying under a piano, decided to help, like helped train her a little bit, like gave her some extra lessons um, and let her watch him dance, which he never let people do. So that was kind of (laughs) wholesome to find out. Yeah, it it was a um, very trying time. 
for Debbie. Huh. Yikes. That's tough for her. I mean, I'm glad yep. she still survived. Yep. And yep. she, I mean, she still, I mean, like, sh- she did continue to work throughout her entire career. Oh, yeah. Like, this isn't, you know, like, it doesn't like, keep her from doing yeah, amazing she, work. She did a lot for a, a very long time and was a very sweet soul in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Um, 1952. Sorry. Yeah. 1952. 52 it was released. It was released in 52. The movie was released. Okay. I don't know why I had 57 in my brain. 52. Ah, sounds good to me. Um, she says again. <laughs> yeah. I will say that there are a couple like lighthearted stories from the set. Yeah. Uh, is that Debbie used to chew gum and before taking, before a take of the song, You Were Meant For Me, she stuck her gum on the rung of a ladder and Gene Kelly during the take leaned in on the ladder and his toupee stuck on the gum. <laughs> Gene Kelly, why do you need a toupee? So, sounds like, sounds she like. She got yelled at. Um, <laughs> but, she got yelled at? <laughs> she got yelled at, but worth it maybe? I don't know. I mean, did he have a coming? <laughs> Perchance. Yes, yes. And something that the biggest inception before we start talking about the the character itself. The yeah. character itself is that so in the looping sequence, when Kathy okay. Selden is dubbing the dialogue for Lena Lamont, like mm-hmm. my heart turned cold, mm-hmm. like that deep voice which yeah. that she does. Reynolds is not speaking. It doesn't sound like her. I know. So it's not her. <laughs> it is Jean Hagen who plays Lena Lamont. <laughs> What? Who has a naturally deep, rich voice. So Gene Hagen, Lena Lamont, is dubbing Debbie Reynolds Kathy, who is dubbing Lena Lamont in the movie. What a lot of time. So, like, what? Why did they just, what? I don't know. Did- I don't know why they didn't just let Debbie Reynolds do it. Like, I, like Right. So, so, so the Lena Lamont's actress is dubbing herself. How? <laughs> What a bold choice. I was like, okay. And then when Debbie is singing Would You in that voice, it is Jean. Jean, Debbie, that's another one. Betty (laughs) Noyes, who has a much richer singing voice than Debbie, actually sings that version of Would You when she's singing for Lena Lamont. (laughs) So... (laughs) They're just like creating it themselves. Like, I don't know. That was the weirdest inception thing. Yeah. To think about. So I wanted to like step by step go through that. That's that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Uh it came out to mixed <laughs> it came out to mixed reviews. Now okay. voted number one best musical of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's ever- um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was also like people compared it to American in Paris, which had just come out from Gene Kelly. So people were a little mm. less like this isn't this is like a cheap version of American, you know, Paris. But right. But how do argue more people do seeing the rain still? Like okay. American in Paris. Oh no, it's not nearly. Yeah, Singing in the Rain definitely no. surpassed it eventually. Like it had a big rebirth on like right, right. The, they re-released it. I think a couple years later, just to like boost it, and it became a little bit right. more popular. Well, it also uh, has such iconic. Um, not to make his head bigger, yeah. but Jake has such like iconic dance mm-hmm. moments in this show, particularly like yeah. the, like the Singing in the Rain tap dance in yeah. the water. You have yeah. the the famous. The three of them, Good Morning, where they yeah. took the couch over. I yeah. feel like those are things that you that are iconic that yeah. you know and that they continue to do. Oh, yeah. It's like that kitschy thing that you're like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I feel like high schools and yeah. colleges do it a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a good, like if you have some dancers, it's a good show to But at the time, it, you said it was like mixed it was reviews? Ha- yeah, it was mixed. It was half and half on reviews and hmm. stuff and definitely has had a much bigger life after that. But Kathy, 
So, dear Kathy, here's what I'll say. I think I really like Kathy. I think she I think she does call him on his BS in the car, which I, I really enjoy that, like the banter scene with them. Oh, yeah. She does vocally. I know you're talking specifically banter, but she does no. keep up with them in yes. pace with their speech, which yes. I appreciate. Yes. They don't slow down. Mm hmm her words and her delivery is just as fast and sharp as theirs is. Yes. But mm-hmm. continuing with what you were saying, which like Seems we do love that she calls him out this one single time. Well, yeah, it's it's <sighs> like she, they write her in which she does stand up, but then at the end ends up doing it anyway. You know, it's that yeah. like the claim of like having agency, but I don't actually know that she does in the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think... <sighs> It's kind of like, I think of her a little bit, which makes me feel better about it. Mm-hmm. it she has a little bit of the Cinderella effect mm-hmm. where she is a good person. She's fun to watch. She's yeah. entertaining. She is this, you know, you see her come out of a cake at a birthday party and you're like, yeah. oh, you'd be oh, great on the stage. Fabulous, and yeah. you kind of love that she's like whisked away, mm-hmm. like Cinderella-esque, like to the yes. castle to live her dreams. Yeah. But a lot of it happens to her. Yes. And very 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 little she has control over yeah so looking at through that like that lens of oh i could be whisked away at my you know from my life to something bigger i think it makes her look a little better yeah and makes that story a little more romantic but without that lens like yeah her not having any agency at all is a little tough it is and and i do think it, that's important like it, if feels of the time like it was fine and still like she oh for sure like she does speak her mind Mm -hmm. she does like when don finds her again and she's on that set and they're like hey we want to talk to you and she's like i'm leaving like just chooses to leave but then it gets brought back like it's very romanticized it's very like white nighty which you know is for the time period it's the perfect i mean 52 like it's about don like yeah the the show's about don and she gets to be the true ingenue of the yeah. show and like she makes friends with cosmo i hate like i hate the like where they she does tell him that she's leaving like she doesn't want to speak to him again at the very end yeah when he's pushing her on stage and lying to her being like you have to do it because they need to get her to reveal that like that's also right. a, it's not like a horrible trick on her to like, like to not put her, her in that position in on it at yeah. all that's what bothers like you me. didn't ask her at all you couldn't have included her in the plot like just yeah. just have a moment of like we're gonna we're gonna reveal you just do it you know like right. so instead she gets embarrassed yes and then stop because of, <laughs> of course she does yeah she's in the middle of people and they're laughing at lena and now she's a part of it but now she's embarrassing right. lena and now she's group. caused this that yeah. is now like the job she just got yeah now, <laughs> yeah, yep. Like what? Yeah, Ugh. yeah. So it, and, and she's not the one fighting for herself to be recognized. No, which is also a problem. Like I, it. She succumbs to what that world is because it was the world. Like usually those people oh, yeah, were hidden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she wasn't the one. I do appreciate that they were fighting for her to be recognized. Oh, for That's sure, great. for sure. That was really nice. Um, did they listen to her input at all? No. But <laughs> they did fight for her. Yeah. So I do like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, does she, throughout this whole story, does she change a whole ton during it? Yeah. Other than maybe 
starting to understand her worth, I would I would maybe yeah. argue yeah. that she's starting to it's understand like a her talents. Yeah, because she is. I mean, yeah. you, she's a struggling performer, and I yeah, love, for sure, it is a great comedic reveal of her having the whole speech about like him not being a real actor. Like that's a great. That's a yeah. great speed. Like, he needs his ego knocked down. And I love that she yeah, knocked down sure. his ego. Like, that's great. And then for her to pop out of a cake, you're just like, oh, I feel uh, like you do what you have to do. You know? Like, she's working hard. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> she, she, she popped out and she crushed it. Yes. And then she, yes. he follows her around, like, the whole, like, <laughs> party. And she does. You know what? She gets to throw a cake at someone. And she was going she to. Does. She was going to choose to throw a cake at Don Lockwood. She, yes. That so, is correct. That, yes. That's pretty bold. You know? She she doesn't appreciate his teasing and mocking of her. So she would risk her job to throw a cake at yeah. his face. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a, that's pretty cool. That's a something. That's something. Yeah. I mean, and then like the weird cat rivalry of like her and Lena that she is no part of. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely a yeah. This will be fun to just pit these two catty women together because that's yeah. what they're like, right? Yeah. Wow, women are catty. Yeah. Lena is just shallow and like you're my love because we're on screen and she's an idiot. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we do. We do need to discuss beautiful girl. Oh, the song. Beautiful yeah. Girl. How do you feel about that song, Katie? Um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things in this show where you're like, "Oh, this is cute. This is wonderful." And it's like, like you said, there's there are definitely songs that are um, Gene Kelly just showing himself off by making it a giant unnecessary dance number, mm-hmm. but. And and you're still like, you know, it makes no sense. It makes no sense that there's a, it's it's like suddenly a big giant dance number. Yeah. But yeah. um, you forgive it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that one is not. <laughs> that song is not as oh yeah doesn't make sense. But like yeah, I forgive it because it's still fun. It's, it's and they don't even dance half the time. It's not. They don't do it's nothing. <laughs> oh no no sorry. <laughs> Not as like, like, sorry, that was a really weird analogy. What I meant was you, I can forgive oh, the gotcha. giant random yes. dance numbers yes. that go off Agreed. for way too long. It's, and it's yeah. still like, oh, I enjoy it. Yeah. You know, it makes no sense, but I enjoy it. Yeah. The Beautiful Girl song, uh-huh. which like, did we need it? No. Mm-hmm. Much like, did we need half those dance numbers? No. Do I enjoy it anyway? No. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't enjoy it. It's creepy we, as hell. Why did this, why did this make it? And then, I don't know. And then everybody, it just, oh, you like <laughs> going back to the, the Hollywood stupid, the stupid of yep. like, you're too, you're too old. Yep. Cause it makes it even weirder mm-hmm. that all the men are so much older. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the women. Then all the sorry, that women. was a lot. I'm so sorry, podcasters, <laughs> for listening to those weird noises that just came out of my but mouth. That's, but that's why I <sighs> want to talk about Beautiful Girl because, like, I remember even watching Singing in the Rain going, like, what am I watching here? Are we just having a I costume parade? Like, what? I feel like Beautiful Girl, I literally blocked out the first time I watched yep. it. Yeah. Because, Same. like, what, what is, why was that needed? The only purpose. What was it? What is, what was the plot point that that song Yep. Did. They needed to get Kathy back into his life, but they could have literally done it from like playing the underscore of that music and just seen her on a set. 
Yep, she could have been anywhere. She could have been anywhere. She was still a working actor. She could have been yeah. literally anywhere. Yeah. Pop her out of another cake. Yeah. Come on. Like, cake what, are fun. you kidding me? This is like a whole, but that number goes on for so long. It's, it's so long. There's no, and Kathy's not even in it until the end. Like she's not even in, like she's not one no. of the crazy costumes. Like it literally is just them showing off costumes of exaggerated 1920s on fashion. Young women. Yes. And talking about how beautiful they are. <laughs> like why? The guy singing it isn't even a main character. Like, they could have given it to Donald. They could have given it to Gene. But no, they just, like, <laughs> it's just this random. It's just weird. It's, it's just so, so weird. weird. It's just so weird. Like, were you trying to show off your, like, costuming prowess? Yeah, like, I had to, like, like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. And it did, it goes on for far too long. And yep. visually, other than the costumes, it's not. Yeah. Wow. Well, and they did, like, I will say, part of the process of, getting ready for the film they did raid the mgm warehouses for dressing like setting dressing and stuff and like old silent films so like i wonder if they're like look at all this cool stuff we found (laughs) but then they spent like so much money on costuming so like i can't believe they found that like they had to have like found something that inspired something right and they have such an elaborate set yeah for something that does not matter to the plot it does yep. yeah it, it's absolutely it like, pointless <laughs> well same with like same with broadway melody like it's a beautifully choreographed sequence nothing to yeah. do with the plot absolutely no, but nothing. that one but that one at least you're like ah, it's fun to watch fun. yeah it's, it's fun, fun to watch, watch. it's yeah. enjoyable to watch it's super long it's so, so long, long. You're like, <laughs> halfway through you're like oh is it still the same number wow yeah but you forgive it because you're like, yeah. oh, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, it's mm-hmm. not my favorite, but you're yeah. you're you're enjoying the dancing. Yep. You're enjoying the sequences. You're enjoying yep. the yep. the nonsense. But like this, did we need to show all these pretty ladies like cars behind the um, yeah. it's like objects, literal objects of like, look at this outfit and look at what like, let me talk to you For about what no she's wearing, reason, which makes them more objecty. Yeah. Like if we saw if we saw her if mm-hmm. we saw Kathy the whole time mm-hmm. maybe we saw her jumping Seagon, into this role or like and yeah. she right and she's like hey this isn't where I want to be yeah I should mm-hmm. be the face of something bigger because I am doing it yeah you know if we had like that could have been a moment for her yeah to <laughs> to be in this mm-hmm. number mm-hmm. bring her on earlier. And have shots of her being like, yeah, this is probably the worst gig I've picked. This is yep. the worst gig I've been in. Yeah. You know? And no. Why would they do that when they can show off at the end as a big a big prize? Yep. I'm going to prize to be won. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what? Yep. What? Jasmine said it better. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to bring that up because Kathy's technically yeah, in it for like a hot second. <laughs> for a hot, no, but it's, but yeah. Because it's, it, it's, what's, what? <sighs> yeah. Sorry, I can't even make words. I yeah. can't even say this happening. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I think it's, and then isn't it right after that they have like this romantic duet where like she's put on the balcony and like it that like <laughs> where he just like romances her in the studio and we get the like knight in shining armor. Can moment. we just a touch talk about yeah and i think this is a decade thing i think this yep. is an era thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where at the time because i i feel like different generations have different like i don't think kink is the right word mm-hmm. but something along that line so the things that excite you yeah you know different things are big tickets mm-hmm. you know like the enemies to lovers like yeah. that kind of stuff yep. if that yep. makes sense yep. so and there's a wide variety of those kinds of things but mm-hmm. i feel like 
how persistent he is with her mm-hmm. and how little she gives back to him mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. How little. I mean, you know, like it gets there at the end, but it's like a long. Yeah. In general, she is not like super thrilled. Like when she's in that car after the whole cake scene, like she yeah. is not like, yeah. th- like thrilled to be in the car yeah. with him. So I like maybe at, in that era. Mm-hmm. Gene Kelly, the movie star, thinking mm-hmm. Cinderella vibes, you know, mm-hmm. coming, pursuing you, yeah. just a, just yeah. a lowly yeah. working actor, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. wants you because you're a beautiful. Like maybe that is like a romantic, yeah, vibe that people were getting at the time. Yeah. Now, does it make me cringe? Absolutely. Well, and it's it's this like the idea that like she stood up to this movie star like he's always treated like a star and like this person yeah. called him out on his bs so i must love her like you know yes. like it's it's a, yes. it's a soft version of enemies to lovers yeah yeah you know? but she like really she, to be honest she gets the most out of this relationship oh for sure a thousand you percent. know like she gets a way better Get paying bank, job girl. like can't blame her for it yeah no we are not but, blaming you at all but yeah, like the the lack of her seeking him out. <laughs> yes, she like does not seek him out at all, at all. Like yeah. not even a little bit. Actively says, "I quit basically because you're gonna fire uh-huh. me anyway because he's here and I threw a cake at him." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. is then mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stopped to be like, "No, we want to cast you in this." Movie. Like, yeah, if it is very like martyry and like saviory, and he is the only pursuer of it, and she is just along for the ride. Yeah. Which again, good for you. But yes. Um, but does it does it feel like <laughs> does it feel like something her character would do, or does it feel like we wrote it like this and she's doing it as it's written? Yeah. It feels very Which is not her fault because yeah. she is such an endearing human being and she yeah. does make the best of that character. Mm-hmm. But the way it's written, I feel like I don't know how you would have done it, unless it was Judy or one of these yeah. other bigger actors who could fight back and be like, hey, can we Give this one a little more character development. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, it felt very old Hollywood where, I mean, and I mean, let's be honest, Debbie Reynolds was found at a beauty pageant and yeah. brought in to be a Holly, like, like this very, feels very like pick you out of the thing and I will make you a star. Yeah. And that's, it's a, it's written as a romantic, like a romance. And he, like, Don doesn't feel overly creepy as written, but like looking at the situation itself. You're just like, she really had no, I don't know. It just feels a little groomy. Yeah, you know? it does. It does. Which is why I'm I'm thinking that it was like, like a time period. Yeah. We're like, yeah, it definitely like, this like was romantic the street, at the time. Yeah. Like you saw you in the street. Now you're a movie star like that. I mean, that was that kind of happened. <laughs> but at that time that does not fly. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Well, and that's she has to end up with him, right? Because if she did all of this, became a star, and didn't end up with him, she yeah. would not have a career anymore. So, like, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just, yeah, it feels very attached to, like, her success and the romance rather than her finding success and falling for him. Or being someone who was super talented and they ha- they needed someone with her talents for the role. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Because she didn't have to have, other than being able to sing... And not, well, and not even, just not being Lena's voice. Like, she yeah. literally just had to not sound like Lena. And she could have been passed <laughs> as as that role. Yes. So the amount of talent that she actually needed for that role <laughs> was minimum. Yes. Which makes it even grosser. 
cool. Uh, which sucks because I do like the the banter that she gets is very confident. Oh you know? yeah, like yeah. It's, it's, she she does have like once and she has likes, um, but then mm-hmm. she just gets completely swept up up as the ingenue. yeah. She has no agency. She you know she does have like you said she has desires. She has it's mm-hmm. not just she's not totally flat, but she's yeah. pretty flat yeah. for being in a lot of the film. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it definitely not. Like she doesn't really change her situation changes, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's about the duo. It's about Donald O'Connor and Gene Kelly. Like that's yeah. it's about Cosmo and Don. Yeah, yeah, that is. Um, it is. I mean, it's still a, a lovely musical. It's still yeah. so fun. It's still mm-hmm. the movie is definitely something that. Oh, it's a classic. I think a it lot. Was, I mean, like, I pull out and watch every once in a while just yeah. for fun because yeah. it's fun to enjoy. And you, you know, know? What? Gene Kelly handled his stress of teaching someone how to dance yeah you can't tell like like he on, on screen yeah he did like he, they still fell in love with each other on screen it doesn't look like they hate each other on screen and she right. looks fantastic dancing is this the show that or was it judy garland i know there's one person who was able to get them to not costume the woman to match the background and i can't remember if it was this movie or if it was judy garland with him it was like it most likely not. is Judy Garland. <laughs> like let's be yeah, real, because <laughs> I feel like there was very there was very few moments because yeah. he would actively have the costumes like match the set for the women, yeah. not for him, of course. Oh yeah, I mean like yeah, so it's I, his. <laughs> I don't know if it was this or not, but I I would wild. say that that most likely is. I mean, a oh, scenario with him and Judy. Yeah, I think Judy would have been big enough at that time and to earlier. be like absolutely not because she yeah. did Dor- <laughs> she did Dorothy in thirty nine, so yeah. She would have been yeah. a, a pretty big star by the time he was with her. But yeah, so the uh, the movie became a much bigger hit, like, and it, mm-hmm. it grew in love. So they finally decided to make a theatrical version, and it premiered yes. in the West End in 1983. So it did take a couple Interesting decades. Interesting that it did the the West End first. Yeah, like the, I think around that time, a lot more things were testing that out as like an art. Like, there's more yeah. support in art. Over there. That's um, so interesting, though, because it takes place in 20s Hollywood. So I know. It might have felt, like, exotic, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, in a yeah. Weird I don't way. know. Um, right. Interesting. But it I'm did, not mad about it. No, just yeah, yeah. It did premiere on Broadway in 1985. The story was done by Comden and Green again. So, like, that, like, it was still, the like, the team. And the music right. it, The music is still from Freed and Nacio or Brown catalog. So, they weren't, like, adding new. It almost is, like, word for word the movie it it yes. took it straight didn't try to it do anything is. it added a song for lena that's comedic relief but it went pretty the straight dance numbers i feel like are often cut like yeah, a lot of the yeah like well not cut per shortened. se but shortened a yeah. lot yeah so it's still a long a long haul there was a proposed broadway transfer in paris in 2015 i think that's the one Derek huff was a part of i vaguely hmm. remember him being a part of it for a hot second like the attempt at making it back on broadway but I mean, it's not. It didn't last that long on Broadway, and it, it's a, it's a musical about a medium that it did the medium first in. So like it, yeah, it's really hard to to bring the idea of talkies and silent films onto the stage because it's a film. So it almost makes more sense as a film. It does. I mean, <laughs> it's talking about film, like it's talking about the yeah. film industry. So to theatricalize it is to take it a step away from the art form itself and just try right. to recreate it. Like they, some of the notes in the Broadway version say like you could, if you don't have the ability to do the projection, because they still show the silent film scenes that you have to talk about um, in the script, which I guess you could put out in the audience, you know, you wouldn't have to necessarily project it, but they suggest you could have a separate cast do black and white and like 
act it out, which could be really funny. Right. But also, like, you're losing the fi- – like, you're just losing the film aspect of it. So it, it makes sense to me yeah, that it hasn't, hasn't gotten a lot of life, yeah. plus the, the technical need, because you have to do some of those dance numbers, like, there's, exactly. <laughs> and there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff, because that also – not only does it have dance numbers, but <laughs> – uh, someone I knew in college, mm-hmm. they had done it in high school, mm-hmm. as you do. Yep. Like, I feel like a lot of music Did they make it rain? in high school. I don't know if they made it rain because mm-hmm. I was too busy laughing at how the the person who played um, Don, uh, not the main Don and Cosmo. Don's main character. Yeah. Cosmo is yes. who I'm trying to say. Because Cosmo, like, runs through a wall at some point. He Yes, he does the wall jump, which will – I have a whole bunch yeah. of stuff about him that we'll talk about Yeah, so hours. that for sure he ran through it. Like in high school, and like severely injured himself. Yeah, like, yeah. I but, get the, but yeah. they were trying to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, like that's what they you, still did the show. You they have, still did it. You have to recreate. Like it's so iconic that if you yeah. tried to do the song "Singing in the Rain" and you did not do at least almost all of Gene Kelly's right. choreography, then what are we doing? Or have water down? If oh, you didn't like, do the couch tip, yeah. If you didn't do the couch that's tip, that's always good morning, a big thing where everybody, everybody is like, yes. We made it this time. Whoo! And yeah. you're like, wow, equity would never. No. But high schools for sure take those rights. Yeah. Well, and the, money. And the and the you have to do the wall somersault. It's classic. Yeah. Like, you ha- like when they I know that there was a tour of it for a while too. Like that guy had to do it. Like you just there are some things that you just have to do because yeah. they're iconic. They were so iconic. Like the Yeah, of course. And they did such a phenomenal job, the original yeah. people, you yeah. know? So it's like So the, the that's it's the, a like, lot to live up to. The Broadway show is just a theatrical attempt at doing the movie. There's nothing gained by it doing it at theater. Work. You can't do anything new because that's not what people Mm-mm. come to see. So right. it's it's it just doesn't have that a big regional life unless you can accomplish it, which a lot some people do, but it's not like right. a, you don't make it your own. You don't <laughs> No. Yeah, you don't no. and do an artistic version of Singing in the Rain. Yeah. And like hearkening back to even this uh season itself, mm-hmm. very few of these shows that were originally movies mm-hmm. did better as musicals. Yeah. Like almost all of them. Yeah. The movie is way more remembered and better yep. than yep. <laughs> than the stage production. So yep. that is, you know, something to say about the original mm-hmm. original medium. Yeah. Um for sure. And yeah. the era that was such a movie musical heavy era, too. Like they were working right. in such a specific time for movie yeah. musicals as well. But but yeah, it's yeah. uh cat. I mean, I but, still like Kathy. I still like the show. It's not about her. No. She, you know, she's the romantic lead with not much. She did, she gets she a little is, feistiness in her a little bit. But that's it. But she's really sugary. I mean, she's yeah. probably has some of the least dimension of anybody in that we've yeah. a lot of people that we've talked about yeah for being in the show so much yeah which is unfortunate and like and she's fine like she, but she's not mm-hmm. anything that we're just like oh man kathy's such a good character it's like oh she's no fine. we can't there's nothing we like, can dive into really yeah it's you know which is a bummer but we do yeah. love the show we and do get love it. ready for after hours yeah we get to talk about we get to dive into lots of stuff yeah <laughs> talk about lots of the guys in after hours um i will leave us with a fun fact that has to do Yay. with the uh sid charisse who was the ballerina dancer in the Ooh, green nice. dress in yes, Broadway yes, Melody, yes. we all know her that iconic okay, leg. Okay, okay, you know? for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, so the fun fact is, Sid Charisse was taller than Gene Kelly 
I'm in love with that fact, even without you continuing. (laughs) So Gene Kelly choreographed his dance scenes with her to hide the fact that she was taller than him. So to keep the height difference from being obvious, Kelly staged the routine so that the two were rarely upright when standing next to each other. And they were always bending to or away from each other when that happened. This man made <laughs> a woman who was taller than him pretend Little that she herself. wasn't yep. on top of wearing a toupee. Yeah. I just, yeah. Wow. Yep. So, wow, wow. That's my wow. fun fact. Yay. <laughs> I love that. Thank you all so much for yep. listening. And we hope to see you at our after hours and our next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. Tune in next week as we race with the clock at a pajama factory and join union leader Babe in the pajama game. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can help us reach even more listeners by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a rating or comment on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you're listening. If you want to join us for even more discussions and opinions about Singing in the Rain or any of our episodes, head over to our Patreon. There you can support the podcast and unlock an entire library of exclusive after-hour video podcasts with a new one arriving each month. You can also unlock research notes, bloopers, and more. Follow us on social media and at our website on damselsanddialogue.podbean.com. Until next time, this has been Damsels and Dialogue. Have a nice day. This podcast episode is sponsored by Royal Princess Parties, LLC, and is produced by Hello Author Audio, part of Hello Author Productions.